0: Hello, you're listening to Conversations with Cat Boxing. I'm your host, Anthony Vera. This is episode 11. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a little bit more topical about uh, recent uh, events and just basically touching on a couple things here. So, nothing super heavy. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about are the documentaries on the Fire Festival that uh, both dropped on Hulu and Netflix um, around the same time. The, uh, I ended up watching both of them. Um, I originally recorded this, I only watched the Hulu one. Um, I ended up watching the Netflix one, uh, too. Uh, basically just to get a comparison, obviously. Uh, so anyhow, the Hulu documentary was called Fire Festival. And what makes this um, documentary a little bit more uh, significant than the Netflix one is... Uh, William McFarland was interviewed... Um, though I almost felt like that was not necessary because y- you're not going to get anything really truthful out of the guy. As a matter of fact, if anything, it just promoted like his bad behavior. You know, people like it almost it was like as a celebration of him being a shithead. Uh, you know, the, that, it, it's it's not a bad documentary overall, but it, it definitely I definitely felt it was like heavy sided um, on. William McFarlane, and, like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but, though, I think, uh, both documentaries kind of, like, that's how he's able to swindle these people, um, yeah, but the Hulu documentary, uh, does mention a few things in there, such as how he was able to, like, swindle people most of his adult life, um, how he invented a metal credit card, um, that, just was basically promoting nothing, essentially. Like it was a, I was it, called like a Museum or some shit, I don't know. But um, draws comparisons to, uh, um, if you've ever seen Parks and Rec, on how, uh, oh my god, as uh, Azari, um, is Azari's character, as is Azari? what his character's name? I forget now. But uh, him and uh, John Rapio, they started at Company 720 where it was just basically a cool place to hang out. And I think that was sort of like this whole idea with the uh, museum card, like where it was promoting things like, come hang out with us, you know. uh, J-Lo's going to hang out with us, that kind of thing. And then, of course, none of that came true. And it discusses like a Ponzi scheme that he did with tickets, how he would uh, sell tickets to Hamilton, and that that would have been long sold out, and of course people would pay good money for them. And then, um, as you know, the show came closer, people didn't get their tickets. Uh, William McFarlane would then sell tickets to Jay Z and Beyonce, which were going to be more expensive. So he'd sell tickets for that. He'd sell tickets that didn't exist for that show to pay. for for the uh, tickets to Hamilton that he bought on StubHub. And if you know anything about StubHub, StubHub um, has uh, crazy markups. So I think if you were, like, as any Ponzi scheme, I mean, if you hung in there initially and then bailed, um, you know, before everything went down, uh, people actually, you know, probably benefited from it. Um, like Bernie Madoff, like that's that, that's exactly what he did. Like he would sell these stocks, and people would, you know, he would he would sell stocks to people, and people would sell them back. And if people sold them back at the right time, they actually made good money. I mean, that's sort of how like Bernie Madoff had such a good name for a long time before, uh, you know, he shit the bed. And um, so, anyways, he discusses uh, these ticket scams, and then. Um, and then they talk more about what fire, what the fire festival is about, and of course, if you've seen anything um, on on social media, you know it's this ill-fated festival that was heavily promoted by um, by social media influencers like Kendall Jenner and a few other people I don't know, and you know they paid these people good amounts of money to say, "Hey guys, we'll be there, we'll see you," and then of course, you know, they didn't show up, and that's not their fault. I mean. You know i think i forget they paid Kendall dinner some crazy amount of money to say hey guys uh meet me at the at a fire festival and you know i like i you pay me money to tell you that i'll be at the club you know pay me 50 bucks i'll say i'll be there and you know probably not but uh anyhow there was um anyways both documentaries kind of touch on you know what went down um i like the netflix one slightly better um, that one kind of focuses more on... Some of the event... Some of the people that were responsible for the festival. Um, uh, one guy in particular... And I can't remember his name now. But there there was a story on the Netflix one where... Basically, the water was held up in customs for people. And uh, there was no water on the island. You know, which is funny. Because, you know, they're surrounded by water. But... Um, and I'm not sure if the story is true. But basically like William McFarlane asked this one of his uh, one of his workers who was gay to like suck the guy's dick for water and when he went up to the customs guy and told him listen I'll suck your dick the guy's like look like we've been working with you we like you just you can have the water but, but you know blah 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 and so that was kind of a more of an amusing antidote if you will um, so yeah both, story, both stories talk about that um, about what a historic shit show it was and uh, um, I just felt like the Netflix one was not as heavy Um, I think that one was produced by though I think like the significant differences is where the Hulu one was really sort of heavily cited on William McFarland I think the guy um, uh, who runs Fuck Jerry on facebook and instagram um it's called jerry media and the guy's not even named jerry but i think uh he had a hand in producing the netflix one and i think um yeah because it does talk about how like the media was like misled or yeah people were misled about um you know what when the festival was coming to a head like so one was to blame for the other i guess i don't know I mean uh I mean watch both of them I guess. Um when I read reviews on like which one to watch that was pretty much the consensus. Um you know NPR said that CNET and I was like uh, all right. Well, I mean you know watch it or don't. I mean like I said it's a bunch of you know bunch of rich kids got scammed. And, you know, it's, and, you know, like, I I don't want to shut on rich kids for getting scammed. I mean, I don't want to get scammed. No one wants, no one wants anything bad to happen to anyone. Well, you know what I mean. Anyhow. uh, But, yeah, the Hulu documentary is just called Fire. um, I'm sorry. The the Hulu documentary is Fire Fraud. Netflix is Fire. And they're both, uh, they're both available for streaming now. Uh, the second story I want to talk about is the rise and fall of Chris Hansen. Now, yesterday, I think I only explained his um, misadventures on bad check writing. So uh, as, so, if you know anything about Chris Hansen, he was the host of Do Catch a Predator um, for Dateline in the mid-2000s. Um, it was a good show. Um, the sh- if you know anything about the show, it highlighted uh, basically uh, it was a group of people. Um, I think they were called Perverted Justice. Um, they would uh, a- um, betray themselves as young children to lure uh, pedophiles and perverts to meet them, and then when these men, these adult men, showed up, you know, expecting to see a thirteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old girl, boy um they'd have a decoy waiting for their waiting for them and then they'd leave Chris Hansen would come in and tell them to have a seat and talk to them it was really kind of very uncomfortable yet compelling television i mean just watching it and it, it was um i mean there was a bit of a shot of fruit and you know i think i meant to use that word earlier for uh the fire festival with the rich kids but I'm um, Just like watching these people just like squirm, you know, and, you know, deservedly so. And the show lasted about four or five years, but then I think uh, NBC was getting into more legal um, issue. Had legal, but, but was, there was some legal issues um, happening with like how things were getting done and everything else. So they ultimately dropped the show. And, um, you know, I think Chris Hansen stuck around Dateline for a little while or maybe had other television work, I don't know. But uh, recently, uh, Chris Hansen popped back up um, on a uh, syndicated show called Hansen vs. Predator, which uh, did the same thing. And um, I think there was a season of that, and then that sort of went away, maybe for similar reasons why Dateline got rid of uh, To Catch Predator. But uh, I guess he started a Kickstarter to campaign for a new show and anyways as a result like he promised uh amenities like mugs and decals and stuff like that and he um talked to a small mom pop operation to print these up and wrote them a check for over thirty thousand dollars then that check bounced so he made another offer to like pay in small installments, and they said no no so he wrote another check then that bounced um so it was, like, almost $35,000 of bounced checks, which is larceny. Um, so Chris Hansen um, is at the balls of his feet because further reading about him, um, his wife of 35 years uh, asked for a divorce, and I guess this month he's being evicted from his, uh, his place. So, yeah, Chris Hansen's I don't know what's going on with that guy. I mean, he's won numerous awards. Like an Arthur Morrow uh, Peabody, I believe, and several Emmys. So I mean, you know, I like to think that he'll bounce back, but it just sounds like he's just kind of piling on some uh, some bad juju there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, too though, and I mentioned it yesterday as well, is that Chris Hansen also uh, I think might have a little bit of a god complex, and um, I don't say that lightly. there was a show... I remember there was a Dateline episode about uh, celebrating Chris Hansen um, and, then, like, his work with To Catch a Predator. And basically he was talking about, like, people, like, parodying him uh, him on uh, shows. Recently I saw a video of him even, like, walking into a house to accept an award and a guy shows up with a towel asking Chris Hansen what he's doing there. And I thought that was a little weird because initially I think he said he didn't want to make light of what he was doing and then he was making light of what he was doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably also why To Catch a Predator didn't work toward later on because it then became more about Chris Hansen. Um, as, and, and, you know, like, everything was secondary to that. So, anyhow, um, yeah, he's in trouble. Um, but, yeah, it, it, if, you know, if he would have been smart, I mean, he could have he gone to the private sector, had a good career, I mean, he definitely had the knowledge and the know-how to, um, you know, to help uh, organizations such as Perverted Justice, or even working with like law enforcement. I mean, working for the government would have been something that he could have done. I, th- I felt anyway. But uh, you know, and I hope he bounces back. I mean, his intentions are good. Ultimately, uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Adam or John Walsh. I made that mistake yesterday. Uh, John Walsh um, got his start from. The murder of his son Adam Walsh, um, famously uh, told um, in the t- television movie uh, Adam, by, uh, where John Walsh plays Adam J. Travanti, uh, hunting for the killer of um, Adam Walsh and to uh, pass some laws. Um, I think, I, I'm not sure what the law is called, but it's Adam's Law. I know they have Code Adams at grocery stores, like when they do a Code Adam. You know, they lock down the store and make sure that, you know, they find the child if he's lost. And uh, to this day, you still see co-Adam signs in uh, department stores. But uh, anyhow, those are the two topical stories I wanted to talk about. And uh, yeah, anyhow, uh, this is a re-recording just because I watched the other fire documentary and I didn't mention the rest of uh, Chris Hansen's woes as his uh, you know such as his eviction and wife leaving him so you know I'm not I'm not celebrating that I just uh, left that out the last time so anyhow guys um, this is Anthony saying goodbye I'll talk to you soon everybody take care now